0: Footballers DFS podcast coming to you from the Draft Studios with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast where we bring DFS for the rest of us, setting the table, helping you barge in the DFS Bullies, knock them down. Win some of that sweet, sweet money over the weekend. I am your host, Mike, the fantasy hitman, right? Thank you so much for joining us. I welcome in my colleagues, my DFS compadres. Chris Meany, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, fantastic, actually. Uh,
1: I, I, well, I which might... one is it, Chris? I, I may stand up this <laughs> entire episode. I'm so fired up for football. Here we go. Week one, DFS with the boys. Uh, thanks for tuning
0: in. Ben comments, he's on my right, my virtual right, that is, because he's in a different room, different room, different location than me. But Ben, football tonight. Sum it up in three words or less.
2: DFS bully hit stick. We are the hit stick, and I'm making hit stick one word.
0: I was hoping for an LFG, but I will deal with what you have, what you have given me. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we got to keep it for the family. Keep it for the kids. So, like I said, <laughs> welcome in. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. If you've never joined us, welcome in. Thank you so much. Uh, have a seat and have a listen. The way that this show works, we we run through the cash games. We give you our picks, some, some guys that we really like at the top. We talk about some GPPs, those tournament plays. We give you our favorite stacks of the week, and then – A fantasy footballers DFS podcast would not be complete without us going head to head to head in our battle Royale. I've got a very solid roster, so I hope that you gentlemen are going to bring it because mine is loaded. Loaded with
2: twists and turns
0: and surprises at several positions that you won't be able to believe that I snuck into this
2: lineup. I'm just excited for the people to hear Meanie's tight end GPP oh. play, who he's been talking up all day. So Settle down, Ben. Settle down. Let so. Meanie handle. All right. This, this is his shit. fire. Fasten your seatbelts, everybody. Yeah, let's
1: not
0: get too excited. but uh, <laughs> <I don't wanna laughs> All right, we're getting out.
2: Don't act like you haven't talked it up all day, Meanie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very excited, but we're going to get right into the cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. All right, Ben, the quarterback position, cash games. You talked about in our What Did You Learn I did. episode last week, you talked about how you are a changed man. You've seen the light. You're working those cash game lineups. You're building that bankroll. So at the quarterback position, are you going high or are you going
2: low? Well, I mean, I think we've established on this podcast that we like to hit them high. And him that,
0: low, we do like so, to do that.
2: <laughs> I got a little bit of both. Um, at the top, I don't know if Drew Brees and the Saints in general could have a better matchup than they do. I mean, the answer is no. Thank you, thank you. Exactly. So I'm starting there, and I'm somebody that's been super high on Drew Brees for redraft purposes. Uh, I think that he not throwing a ton of touchdowns last year probably uh, too many people overreacted to that it's a because. Fluke. Exactly. He was still elite. He still threw the fourth most passing yards in the league and was at the top of a plethora of advanced passing statistics for pro football focus. You have an amazing matchup. You have no Jameis Winston, so Drew Brees should have the ball. You have no Mark Ingram, so Drew Brees should be throwing the ball more. They're at home, where Drew Brees historically is much better, and his weapons are elite and he is elite. So thats I think that beautifully sums up Mr. Breeze there. What do you guys think?
0: Absolutely. They have the highest implied total of the week at nearly 30 points. They're, it's an over-under. It's, if I'm looking right, it's the second highest over-under of the week, just a shade under 50 points. And yet they have the Saints are favored by the most points of the week. Those two things combined makes me want in on the New Orleans Saints, and yeah. I'm with you. That Drew Brees, I think, is a a fantastic play. Chris Meaney, quarterback, talk to me.
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue that. Guys, Brees should be the number one quarterback for.
0: Cool, thanks, Chris Meaney. Thank you for your pick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I like, you know, you touched on it with Ingram. And if you look at Breeze and just all of his years over the past like few, you can go back like seven years, really. He's always thrown the ball in the red zone. He's thrown it a lot. And last year, he hardly threw it in the red zone. It's just it's not where we're used to seeing. And it was a lot because of Ingram and Camara, of course. But Ingram had a lot of touches. You know, we always joke about Peyton not giving the ball to Ingram, but he actually gave it to him a fair bit last year, especially inside the tent. So hard to argue with Breeze. I like Newton. I'm just looking for some safety. So Cam Newton. He's a little bit more expensive on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, there's a little bit of a value there for him. I think he's the fifth highest priced quarterback there. For Cam, I mean, he, he averages 47 rushing yards per game. That's what he averaged last year. It's like starting. Your day with a touchdown. Here's a free four points because mm. you know Cam Newton is going to run for 40 yards. He led the league in rushing yards, just over 700 of them. He chipped in with a bunch of rushing touchdowns last season. He's got North Turner there. I'm excited how this offense is going to work. And Christian McCaffrey is so explosive. Greg Olson is back healthy. DJ Moore is a weapon. Devin Funches broke out last year. I'm not crazy scared about Dallas's team at all I don't even know if they'll be able to keep up in this football game if Carolina puts on the puts the gas on here so I Newton for me just love those rushing yards guys it's again just like starting with free points
0: before we move to the running back position Ben you mentioned a low and I'm looking at his name I did and I'm liking it I like what I <laughs> see tell the tell the we're people about start. we're calling this a chop block <laughs> uh, so because it's so low it might be illegal, but I'm liking it,
2: Ben. A chalk me about the refs miss, and there is no flag yes. thrown. Uh, allow me to be a homer for a minute, and I love this podcast because I'm not the only person on this podcast that loves me some Manny Sanders. We'll probably get to that in a minute, but the quarterback that throws to him, Case Keenum, I love because he's very cheap, so you can save some salary. Um, in general, that's something that I like to do in cash. The Broncos are at home where they historically – get off to fast starts usually at home. And, I mean, they're playing the Seahawks. If you, if anybody out there still looks at the Seahawks' name and is even remotely nervous of their defense, um, welcome to 2018 because they basically have nobody that they had from last year. Earl Thomas just reported it will be five days before week one. Don't even know if he's going to play. So give me all of the Case Keenum at that cheap price. Great matchup. Gets to throw to Manny Sanders, Demaryius Thomas, etc.
0: Absolutely, uh, I'm with you. The Seahawks' defense is a shell. It w- is Earl Thomas? Is he actually ready to go? Right. Hey, that's a huge question mark. Let's move it over to the running back position. Chris Meany, uh, are you are you interested in this Le'Veon Bell situation? Are you are we are we that confident in his replacement that you're going to play oh, him Le'Veon. in a cash game?
1: Yeah, actually, I am, because when I look at this whole situation in Pittsburgh and the offense and Bell sitting out, and you can go back a couple years in 2015 when he hardly played, and D'Angelo Williams actually looked done. I thought he was done, honestly, and he wasn't.
0: Everyone thought. The league thought he was done.
1: Right. He averaged the most fantasy points per game in that season. He was a top-five running back. He looked good. This offense is set up for a running back to be successful, and Connor can play. Four years at Pitt, he had a 20-touchdown season. He had a 26-touchdown season. He can catch. He's explosive. In the third preseason game for Pittsburgh, he totaled over 100 yards on 21 touches. He's the clear guy there now. It's it's not Ridley. It's not Tucson. It's not Jalen Samuels. It's it's none of those guys. It's Connor. So I want the price discount at $5,000 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's $4,500. It's it's almost a Yeah, it's almost a no-brainer. Now, in tournaments... I really do feel like his ownership will be high. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over 50%. I really like, honestly, people are in love with the Steelers and what they can do offensively and again if you go back and look at Connor's tape I mean he's had some some great runs and Bell had over 400 touches last season I'm not saying that Connor's going to get that kind of work 30 touches a game but he's the clear cut guy there so i got to take this discount I'm going to roll with him and the the high priced guy that I want in all my lineups is DJ David Johnson we didn't see him really at all last season it's not like he's coming back from a knee injury he's He's coming back back from a wrist injury he's back the offense went completely through him the last time we saw him it's going to go through him again and for whatever reason Washington has just not been able to stop the run and it goes back a few years 4.5 yards per carry last season ranked 29th in rest DVOA according to football outsiders and it's the third straight year where they've allowed over four yards per carry ranking the bottom six in every single year so they have issues against the run dj is the best player that's going to play in that football game
2: he's going to get the ball dj one of the most talented running backs i've ever laid eyes on
0: yeah and ben before we get to your picks i just wanted to remind the people. Uh, listening to the show about the ultimate DFS pass that is our premium dFs product uh, where you can get these picks and and so much more and some incredible tools, including the buzz report we 're working with fanshare where they collect data they scrape social media to see who 's getting talked about in terms and context for dFs to help you get a, a heads up on what ownership percentages might look like, and you are correct, meaning James Connor. Currently sitting at number six. He's going to be on a lot of rosters. So people who think they're getting sneaky with the tournament plays, James Conner will not be a sneaky play. I, I'm not saying you should pass on him. It's uh, what we kind of what we talk about as a free square in the DFS world because he's so cheap and he's going to get an incredible amount of volume. But along with the buzz report, Tons of other things we're we're referencing, FanDuel DraftKings, where can you find savings? We've got that in the reports. Uh, Just a ton of really cool stuff, everything you need for the DFS weekend. Ben, at the running back position, who are
2: you liking? Well, I think James Conner may have been training with David Johnson this offseason because what he looked like last year versus this preseason, I know it's just preseason, but you guys do a good job of being on top of kind of like what – what we get from a field perspective he's looked amazing so this is why we play cash my friends but um i think that another guy alex collins is the drew breeze of the running Love back it. position I, yes just, his salary is very affordable they're at home and this bill's offense is one of the worst i've seen on paper in my lifetime and i'm 28 years it's old gotta be the worst. Uh, they a- have an embarrassingly <laughs> low implied team total the bills do And so game flow, which is big, the Ravens should be able to control this game, have a very good defense. And Alex Collins from week eight on last year, 19.2 touches per game. I think he should start off the year. He should be close to that. They didn't play him much in the preseason. They treated him like the guy. And I mean, he has not just safety and cash. But he has RB1 of the week overall upside with this matchup, and we know matchups are huge in DFS. And then somebody that's not nearly as exciting, but again, we're playing cash, and so we're just trying to lock down that safe and affordable opportunity. And granted, Meena, you're on top of it. James Conner becoming becoming a value in the middle uh, of salaries kind of diminishes this a little bit, but I still like Peyton Barber even though I don't like the spot at all for Tampa Bay because we saw it in the preseason. He has a really good shot at touching the ball 20 times in this game, and he does catch passes more than some may think. Uh, Their you know, pass-catching back Charles Sims is on IR. Jaquiz Rodgers should uh, he's play He's gone. Bit.
0: He's not even on the team anymore. Not
2: even on the team. Jaquiz Rodgers yeah. should play a little bit. Ronald Jones looked terrible. Peyton Barber is going to be out there a ton, and you can get guaranteed volume and points at only $4,100 on DraftKings.
1: I love it. Love both of those plays, actually, a lot. And if you look at towards the end of their season, guys, Barber and Collins, they finished strong. I mean, I think Collins had six touchdowns in his final six games. Barber caught some balls like you alluded to, Ben, and he had three rushing touchdowns in his last six games, including one against the Saints, too. So those are great value plays.
0: Ravens at home. Favored by more than a touchdown against one of the worst rushing defenses, at, at least in terms of fantasy <laughs> yeah. points, given up to the running I, back last year. I didn't year. even
2: get to how good the matchup is. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah.
0: it's so fantastic for Alex Collins, and he's you don't have to break the bank to get him either. Wide receiver, Chris Meany, who are your favorite wide receivers of the week?
1: Uh, there's a lot of them. You Got to get that DFS Uh Keenan Allen stands out to me. Kerr high 159 targets last year catches 102 just shy of 1400 yards no Hunter Henry that was with Henry in the lineup he's done for the season unfortunately uh, that guy could play well Six maybe touchdowns.
0: Meany they they didn't him. <laughs>
1: well you know they brought back Antonio Gates yeah. so I mean writing on the wall right you know you're right, right. maybe there there is a possibility for sure it happened early enough um, in training camp but for Keenan Allen I mean you look at the red zone opportunities from him too he finished first among wideouts with 24 red red zone targets he had the most targets inside the 10 yard line as well so from looking at the chiefs the defense in my opinion did not improve and they've had they allowed the fifth most yards overall last season the fourth most passing yards fourth most yards to wide receivers and the second most fantasy points to wide outs as well so i think keenan allen's a pretty safe lock this week
0: philip rivers is my start of the week over on the the fantasy footballers podcast for everything you had talked about and the chiefs My goodness, the Bears backups were were swabbing the deck with the Chiefs starters. I mean, it was embarrassing. They got to get it together. Barry's on the injury report too. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's still coming back from a brutal injury. Uh, Andy Reid and company. Yeah, I I think they can get it together by the end of the season, but not week one. (laughs) It's (laughs) going to be tough sledding. So I I really do like the Chargers passing attack. Ben at the wide receiver position who do you like I
2: love that the Chiefs are a defense I want to target every week at least to start the year and another defense yes. that is the exact same at least from a well their entire defense the the Colts defense is has been atrocious for I think 30 years now and I think that this guy's last name is just foreshadowing what you're getting in cash if you play him, because oh. AJ Green, Oh, I don't yes. think, oh. you guys like that one? I don't think anybody can cover him remotely at all on this team. The Colts were 28th, uh, they they were 28th in passing yards allowed, and they were dead last in past DVOA last year. And they lost Vontae Davis and Rashawn Melvin, and it's not like Vontae Davis is great anymore, but... Th- that was the best that they had, and they didn't really replace them at all. So this entire Bengals team is in a very interesting spot for me. Uh, and then I'm really starting to like Juju Smith-Schuster a lot. I mean, love this dude in general, but now you have the Le'Veon Bell situation, and I'm absolutely on board with James Conner, but at the same time, anytime you take a player of the caliber of Le'Veon Bell out, there's going to be a little bit of an effect where I want to increase the value of the other players on the team, especially because James Conner's probably not going to be utilized the way Le'Veon Bell is in the passing game. And Juju Smith-Schuster at the young ages of 20 and 21 last season was incredible on very limited volume. And now Martavis Bryant is gone. Vance McDonald's not practicing. Jesse James and James Washington both got a little banged up in the preseason. So, I mean, Let's fire up Juju Smith-Schuster at an affordable salary, a a very good uh, matchup. I see Big Ben chucking it all over the yard. AB is amazing, but he's super expensive. Juju makes sense at his price, his matchup, and his opportunity.
0: The splits for Big Ben the past, uh, since Le'Veon Bell's been on the team, uh, you have a good amount of data when Le'Veon Bell is out, and Big Ben's numbers, at least his passing attempts, go up. Passing attempts aren't necessarily the, the greatest correlation to fantasy points, but it, the touchdowns also go up because they, they can't lean on the running game as much. Before we move to the tight end position, Chris Meaney, I want you to talk to me about Marvin Jones. Uh, I, I just want to hear why you like him in particular this week.
1: I, you know, I love Marvin Jones every single week, and if this guy is going to continue, okay, to this, well,
0: that's
1: <laughs> like honestly, I, I, and it's funny, my love for him, it's like uh, I'm hypocritical because I just kind of skipped over him. I was going to bring him back up for for GPPs because he could be played in cash and and tournaments, and he was. I thought disrespected on, on draft day where he was going in season-long leagues and current price because Marvin Jones is, is awesome. I mean He's the top 10 wide in PPR formats last year, top five in standard leagues. You're going to get half the point for a reception in FanDuel. It's not like he's only a standard guy. He can catch balls for you. He had over 1,000 yards last year. He had just under 1,000 yards the year before that and fewer games played. Uh, this Jets team defensively is not great. The Lions are going to ha- Stafford as well. I mean, he, he, you can consider him as a cash game quarterback. They're going to be able to have their way against the Jets. And for Jones, he led the team in red zone targets with 15. Eric Ebron was second. He's gone and are his 86 overall targets. And Jones had 18 yards per catch last season, ranked first in the NFL. And the year before that was 16.9, ranked fifth in the NFL. People always just want to go to Golden Tate. Oh, he's a safer guy. He's a safer guy. Marvin Jones, I think, is electrifying. And I think we forget how good he's been over the past couple of years. And he's put up some monster games over those. Got me
2: fired up, man. You get some primetime analysis on this podcast <laughs> oh. as well. We do it all.
0: Moving yes. to the tight end position. Ben, this character, yes. uh, it's, it's interesting because, honestly, this guy, this tight end is number one on the, the current buzz report. Uh, that means people are loving him. Uh, I mean, he's a strong cash game pick. Meanwhile, I'm over here going, ah, I don't know if I want to play him. Okay. So talk okay. me and in- Talk me into Jack Doyle. You better yeah, it bring it. me
2: uh, the guy that's trying to defend uh, baby hands here, because I, it's funny that Meany <laughs> brought up the the term disrespect. I mean, I think at least on DraftKings, a $3,600 price tag for Jack Doyle is just a complete slap in the face. Um, had a great game against them last year. I don't really care about that too much, though. It's the price and it's what you just you look at the, the Colts overall. I mean, they're at home in this game. Andrew Luck is back, which is a positive to me. But at the same time, there's some questions. So he's probably going to have to play it a little bit safe. And he's always been a quarterback that has favored the tight end position. And yes, Eric Ebron is there. And I think Eric Ebron's going to play a pretty big role in this offense, too, because look at the weapons. They don't have them. Marlon Mack is iffy for this game. So Jack Doyle is probably, just like he was last year, essentially the number two option on an Andrew Luck team at home. You get him for 3,600, and I mean, I think people forget a little bit where Doyle was ranked last year, fifth in targets, second in catches, and this is full PPR on DraftKings and half PPR on FanDuel, sixth in receiving yards at the position, okay? Yes, Eric Ebron is competition, but Moncrief is gone. I look at it as Ebron a little bit kind of just replaces Moncrief because they don't have an established wide receiver too. Okay. I I get that some people like Ryan Grant, but I just think this comes down to price and the fact that he's so safe. And yes, I'm not playing him in tournaments. Like you said, Mike, we get that. But again, the safety of cash where you don't have to worry about the ownership percentage, I'm locking him in at 3,600 and I'm going to go get these stud receivers and some of these running backs, which Jack Doyle helps me afford.
0: I'm right, pretty
1: surprised you. that he's the like one of the most talked about buzz guys. And I'm also shocked that he is that price on DraftKings. You're right, Ben. And FanDuel, he's like $5,600. I just kind of bypass him. But on DraftKings, he certainly okay. stands up.
2: So who are you going to play, Mike. Chris? I'm like, how Jimmy. did I do? Oh, I you can tell Jimmy. me how I did.
0: How did you do? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: a... <laughs> all right. All right. A... No, I, no, no. Honestly, honestly, the the $3,600, and, and I like Jack Doyle. Despite him with his little tiny baby mm-hmm. hands, um, I think it's he's definitely interesting. You are I like the point of they're just lacking weapons, so why not both Ebron and yeah, Jack they're Boyle both going to be relevant. Mm. All right, Chris, me, who you got? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy boo! Graham. Jimmy, Gr- oh, well, I will. I, whenever Jimmy I Graham comes boo. up on this pod, li- no, listen, listen. <laughs> it is it is something that I have to do. I have to boo Jimmy Graham anytime he's brought up on this podcast. It doesn't matter if it's a good idea or not. <laughs> the The fact that they paid Jimmy Graham that money right. is upsetting to me. Okay, uh, Packers, fair. you know better than that. Jimmy Graham, what, Yeah, <sighs> whatever. S- whatever, whatever. Chris, me, uh, you, you may be you, right. You Let don't hear like, it. You I'm don't like twenty
2: five no, receiving yards a game. That's pretty good. No, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, really. And
1: statistically, like he had pretty much, you know, a down year. The yards per catch. Oh, it was have, not uh, a down year,
0: and it was it was an abomination. Right, but he got touchdowns. Yeah, he scored he them,
1: and he was used in the red zone a lot. And that's what we're after here, especially from the tight end position. Right. I mean, he led the league in in red zone targets, touchdowns, catches inside the ten. The exact same thing. And for Rodgers, I know that there's a little bit of a run game there. And over the years, he hasn't had one. But in 2016, he finished first in red zone passing attempts. In 2015, he finished second. In 2014, he finished second. Jordy Nelson, two years ago, finished first in red zone targets, catches, and touchdowns. So it's just, it it almost seems like it's just, Going to happen one hundred percent. These guys are gonna hook up for a touchdown this week. So uh I'm gonna roll Jimmy um and I got a couple tight ends for for people later on if they want to get crazy. Oh. But yeah, I think Jimmy is yes, the the... That, you know is is gonna be involved when Green Bay moves the ball there. I, I'm i with you. I i understand the boo. Like if you look at his overall numbers, the yards per catch, and the, there was some very invisible games from Jimmy Graham last season, but uh he's gonna be a factor, you know, most nights with Green Bay.
0: At the defensive position this is what you want. You want, uh, you want a DST that is heavily favored. If they are at home, that is, uh, you also want that. <laughs> and this week, I mean, this week it doesn't get any better if you're willing to pay up. The Baltimore Ravens, the New Orleans Saints, this is absolutely the two DSTs that I am targeting. Uh, I don't think we need to spend very much time on it because it, this is yep. easy picking. At least in Baltimore, cash, find and a way Orleans. to jam them in. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we move on, I want to thank today's sponsor, Pristine Auction, the only place, the only website you need to go for your sports memorabilia needs and your collection. We have tons of jerseys around the Fantasy Footballers headquarters, and they are all signed by our favorite athletes. We're talking A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Evan Ingram, the superstars of the NFL, the superstars of Fantasy Football We're rocking their jersey. We're rocking a signed jersey from these players. I never worry about the signature when it comes from Pristine Auction. They use the best authenticators in the business. They have hundreds of new auctions every single day. I am telling you, you can jump on today, jump on tomorrow, and you're going to see new things, just tons and tons of new, awesome collectibles build up that memorabilia collection. You head over to Pristine Auction. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. You make a completely free account. You let them know that you heard about this uh, this site from the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast, that making the account is completely free. You only pay for what you win. It's fantastic. Check it out, pristineauction.com. All right, let's move on to some tournament talk. You down with GPP? All right, we're talking GPP. We're talking tournaments where you got you to gotta shift a little bit you gotta sometimes play against the odds you gotta go against the grain so let's hear it let's hear Ben uh, as a recovering GPP player
2: (laughs) (laughs) how are you handling the quarterback position this week I still gotta take a few shots here Um, I like of course you you do I I like another guy with the name Ben it's a very good name and I start (laughs) it's okay I started to like Ben Roethlisberger even before Le'Veon Bell is not going to be there Um, it actually makes me like him a little bit more because even though Bell is such a a a great option in the passing game I just again like I was saying earlier it just kind of tells me that the offense is going to shift a little bit more towards Big Ben in this game and unlike in games against the Cleveland Browns before where we you know Yes, we're not too worried about a blowout because if, if there is a blowout, that means Big Ben probably had a good game because you usually win through the air in the NFL. It's still somewhat of a concern because it can cap your upside. Well, I'm not really that worried about that this year because Cleveland is much improved, at least on paper, and I think that they keep this game competitive and force Big Ben to keep throwing, and it's a good matchup. He still has A, B, uh, you know, Juju, as I talked about earlier, James Washington, if he can get out there. And I just think that we've constantly seen Ben from time to time hit that QB1 overall upside and just go crazy. I mean, look at what he did in a tough matchup against the Jags in the playoffs. That is within his range of outcomes, especially with the best receiver I've ever laid eyes on out there. And my favorite kind of nugget with – you know, ownership percentage being everything in tournaments is the fact that he's on the road and everybody has, you know, everybody knows by now the home road splits. And it is a little concerning to me because, um, you know, it's it's kind of been proven out over the years. But that is why you play him, because you try to get him at a little bit of a depressed ownership, because ownership means everything in tournaments. And he has that upside.
1: All right, Chris, who you got? I like to know uh, what what do you, Mike, I'll ask you when I say going to play Deshaun Watson this week, does it make you cringe a little bit? Do you get excited? Cause I, I feel like people are on the fence with Deshaun Watson.
0: I'm very conflicted <laughs> about how to feel about Deshaun Watson because he, he, one, he's coming off an ACL tear or ACL tear. Yeah. He was an absolute beast was, was literally the best fantasy quarterback when he was playing in the, in those three to four games. He torched the Patriots last year, but on the other hand, we're talking this is an opening game. This is a season opener at New England yeah. with Bill Belichick, who now he has full game tape of what his team did against this quarterback. It's, I'm very conflicted exactly so,
1: he's the perfect tournament ooh, play okay gotcha it, it,
0: it, it, when i am talked
1: when i mentioned Deshaun watson and people they're like oh i don't really want to play him or other some other people say oh i'll play him in cash i mean he's awesome it, he he certainly is one of the riskiest plays this week he's expensive he's not he's not cheap you're not getting him at him a discount because we haven't seen him play for so long you just mentioned you know he he went off in, in those seven games. I mean, just right. 1,700 yards. I think it was 302
0: when he played the Patriots last year.
1: Yeah, he was. And he had two touchdowns, and he had 41 yards on the ground. Much like Cam, he averages – a lot of rushing yards on the ground, 38. So, again, it's like starting with – who knows if he's going to move around like he did. But he had some phenomenal games where he moved around. I mean, his first real start – we're not going to count Jacksonville where he came in uh, halfway through the game. But his first start, he had 49-yard touchdown run. Uh, you mentioned the New England game when they put up 33 points. They had another game where they put up 57, 34, 33, 38 in Seattle. Oof. He Oof. had 25.3 Fandle points per game, higher than any other player going this entire weekend, and everyone's playing. So Deshaun Watson has has a crazy amount of upside. He's got arguably the best wide receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins, who led the league in touchdowns. He got an explosive deep threat in Will Fuller. He made everybody around him better, including Lamar Miller. His numbers were across the board better in those seven games that he played. So I'm going to take that risk. We already talked about the total being a high total. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is matchup proof. I think we saw it last season against the the Seahawks when they were a much better defensive team. Well, I guess we thought they were. They weren't in that game. Right. Uh, but Watson, to me, in my opinion, is is the perfect GPP guy. And then another guy, before we move on from, from quarterbacks, is 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 very similar. Maybe not skill set, but a high explosive offense in Jared Goff. It was this time last year, guys. I sat here and I said, I'm going to play Jared Goff. I'm going to pair him true. up with Curly. Week one against the wow. Colts.
2: Wow. This is true. Now,
1: here we are entering this season. Sean McVay has had, you much like Belichick, a whole offseason to prepare. McVay has had an old offseason to prepare against this crappy Oakland Raiders team who brings in John Gruden, Jordy Nelson, and, and just trades away Khalil like a little Mac. Like, come on. You thought this defense was bad. Rams led the league in points last season. They bring in a new shiny toy in Brennan Cooks. Uh, I love this offense. And for golf, sometimes you don't want to play him in cash. Cause he can throw the ball a lot. His best weapon is girly and it goes through girly, but he also led the team in catches. he has got a lot of upside there. So golf can throw three or four touchdowns and only have 200 yards. It's just Meanie, a
2: high offense. R- let me jump in real it. quick because I feel like me and Meany agree so much that it's like, it's easy to just not say anything. The few times we do disagree. Um, let me flip the script just a little bit on the Deshaun Watson thing. Cause Mike, oh, you said David. you were conflicted. So let me present the other side of the coin. I actually have the Patriots defense as a tournament defense because nobody is going to play them. Mm. They're very cheap. And I am a little concerned about Watson coming back in his first regular season game. We know that the odds of him doing what he did last year are extremely slim. And I think that you're right, Meany, that there's probably a lot of people afraid to play Watson in tournaments. So uh, great argument. But at the same time, I think people are afraid to play him, but yet they still don't want to play a defense against him because of what he did last year. And he did yes. have some in- yeah. interceptable passes that didn't get picked off that kind of aided in his high upside six starts or whatever it is. In- I believe he had two
0: picks in that, in that Patriot game. Yeah. He threw some picks. So I in mean, there's pace, be a few of those passes
2: name, don't sure. go like they did last year, you could have a very intriguing GPP sure. defense. And I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. No, that's, oh, nice.
0: That's a fair point. Let's move it over to the running back position, Benjamin. Who you got? I think
2: that uh this guy might be my favorite tournament play of the week. Uh I just keep getting more and more excited about James White. Uh don't don't
0: Yeah, Rex Burkhead, they t- he's not on the injury report. Uh has been practicing the last 3 weeks, but now kind of the final comments we're hearing before we move into game day is he might be eased yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, this is a situation where I wanted to love Rex Burkhead this weekend, but now I'm, now yeah, I'm all Yeah, and, and I'm out. definitely on Team yeah, Burkhead
2: with you, Team Goathead, of course. And he was written up in cash because he has those valuable touches and he's cheap and that's what matters. But part of it is that I think to a certain extent, Burkhead will still be somewhat high owned, even with all of this, uh, because people just can't quit. But. James White is going to be the RB2 in my eyes because Sonny Michel has missed so much time and we don't even know if he's going to play yet. And you couple that with the fact that not only is he the RB2, but he's the wide receiver too in my eyes because you have Grant, Chris Hogan, and he's Tom Brady's third best weapon. And so in PPR formats, as a cheap guy that should be low owned, the Patriots are at home and it's a game with a high over under. I don't see this game being as much as it was last year. So I'm not really like going all out to go get the high uh, price guys in this game because I kind of want to attack, you know, like we've touched on the, the, the bangles, the, the saints, uh, the, the chargers and things like that. So give me James white as a guy that could catch two touchdown passes, could have a touchdown catch and a touchdown run kind of like what we saw. in I think it was that playoff game against the Titans love this guy as a cheap play. That should be under owned. Um, And then I like Leonard Fournette, too, because out of all of these high priced guys and like all of these stud workhorses, I feel like he's the one where you look at the matchup and it's just super boring and it's kind of easy to fade because he's kind of high up a little bit high up there in price. But, you know, you're locking in all of this opportunity, which still matters a ton in tournaments. Twenty four point three opportunities per game was fourth in the league behind only Zeke Gurley and this guy Bell that's not going to be there this week. And the Giants were not good, even though it's a, it's kind of like the Seahawks in a way like, oh, you look at them and you kind of feel like their defense is kind of good. They were awful last year. 27th in rushing yards allowed per game. 26th in run DVOA. Jason Pierre-Paul is gone. Oh, yeah. Olivier Vernon got hurt. Might not play in this game. The Jaguars upgraded their offensive oh line, brought in one of the best, Andrew Norwell. And we know that this offense revolves yes, around huge. him. And I think the Jaguars probably win the game. And Fournette was more involved on third down in the preseason. I think he's going to catch more passes than you think. So there's a lot of reasons why he's an intriguing tournament running back for me.
0: Not bad, not bad, Ben. I'll take it. I say it. that because Chris <laughs> Meaney's got a couple. Chris Chris has <laughs> got a couple fellas
1: right, on here go. that I love. Oh, maybe. Fournette, actually, maybe my favorite cash game uh, running back. Glad you brought him no, up. No, Mimi, talk about your guys. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Yes. Melvin Gordon. Yes. So I already had my. All my love for, for Keenan Allen and Cash. And for, for me and Melvin Gordon, I already talked about the loss of Hunter Henry, but for Melvin Gordon, fourth last season with 342 touches, he was top three in red zone, rushing attempts inside the 20, inside the 10. Nobody's there to, to steal it. It's not going to Eckler. Let's be serious. So if you look at the Chiefs, we've already kind of bashed them up a little bit, but uh, they allowed the eighth most rushing yards, the fifth most total yards. Fantasy Football Outsiders has had them as the worst rush DVOA defense in the entire league last season. Oh, and in episode one, I talked about a river, like a quarterback, running back, wide receiver stack, and this is the one I'm talking about. This is something that I'm talking about here. And a Philip Rivers, a Keenan Allen, a Melvin Gordon, a team that is awful defensively. And all three of these guys could just get their own. Like Rivers can throw three touchdowns. Two of them could be to Keenan Allen and, and Gordon could still have a hundred yard game with
0: a couple touch, couple catches himself. Right. And maybe so hit him uh, with the DK salary. That's right. where it's crazy. Right. So, yeah, yeah, dollars 8,
1: bucks, eight hundred bucks, and on Fanduel he's very wow. It's crazy, yeah. So I've been I'm not gonna lie. When you see the DFS, there's a lot of diving into Fanduel here, uh, eighty one hundred dollars. <laughs> but DraftKings, I might have to switch my lineup against you guys. Six dollars is crazy. So awesome. He's coming off a career season, career high targets, catches, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Melvin Gordon's awesome. Royce Freeman, yes. Is, Uh, I think has a pretty good discount as well on both sides. So I've seen his price um, on DraftKings at $4,500 again, because of week one and all these prices were, you know, set a month ago, some, there's some values out there and we'll get to another one at the wide receiver position a little bit, but, for Denver Royce Freeman rolls Royce is kind of what I want to go and call him because he looked like a machine in preseason three rushing touchdowns he's awesome in college A ton of carries a ton of looks he's ready for the NFL I believe all the reports at a Denver that he's the bell cow back he only had 15 carries in preseason because they don't need uh, to overuse him in preseason I, I don't believe in, in Booker so I think there's a lot of upside here with with Freeman I love the price on both sites and again the hype is real like if if they would have set prices this week, Freeman would
0: probably be like top 12 running back. Yes, he would. Uh, so I'm getting so I think excited getting about Freeman. Let's go. All right. Yes. Oh, sure. All right, fellas, let's move it to the wide receiver position. Ben, give me, give me one, give me one, give me your favorite GP. All right. Play. Let's think
2: outside the box a little bit. Then I'm not done with the new England Patriots. And you're gonna hate this, but as we touched on every single time we talk about tour- tournament strategy, like you have to kind of hate your team. You have to get uncomfortable. Like, that's just <laughs> how it is. Like you if you're playing in tournaments, you have to finish first. Or it doesn't it's matter. It's like
0: yoga. <laughs> have you ever done yoga? It, when you're doing those stretches, mm, do you know I've how never much done they yoga hurt?
2: When I hear good. Do you things. know how
0: much you are? Look, I suggested it. it, it hurts like crap. But you are helping your body. You are getting things, you're strengthening muscles, getting lean. And you may be getting some green here with Philip Dorset. Philip? Oh my Dorsett, goodness. He
2: stole my lead in here. It's Philip Dorset. It's like when I'm on the treadmill. Because I had a good brand. It's Get like when I'm on face. the treadmill, huffing and puffing. I'm doing good. Like you said. So, I mean, yeah, it's I can't sit here and tell you I know anything that's going to happen really with Philip Dorsett, but what I can tell you is that he is a starting wide receiver that nobody cares about with Tom Brady in a game with the highest over under of the week with the Patriots at home. Very similar to yep. why I like James White, but even though I love James White, you know, he, James White is blown up. He's blown up in a Super Bowl. We know the Rex Burkhead news, so there's a chance that White's ownership ends up being a little bit higher than I think, although it should still be somewhat depressed. But I can almost guarantee you that Philip Dorsett's ownership will be around three percent, and those are very intriguing guys, especially when they're very very cheap in high-scoring games. That's I think I talked about this a lot last year. It, when the game and the offense, I love like you have to elevate those guys, even if they do, even if you hate the name Philip Dorsett. And so because of The weapons that are missing, Edelman suspended, not that many pieces for Brady. If Dorsett, who did get targeted deep last year when he was targeted, if he somehow takes one of those to the house, you have him at 3,700. If he catches an 80-yard touchdown, I mean, and catches three or four other passes, you're going to be sitting really pretty, and that's what I have to say.
0: All right, Chris Meany, let's complete this Deshaun Watson GPP stack.
2: <laughs> Will
1: Fuller.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I totally like the logic that Ben is going for with the Patriots'
1: defense. But the last time we saw them, I mean, they let Nick Foles throw all over them, and they allowed. Oh, hey, the Chris Meany. A lot of a the Eagle huh?
0: fans coming through.
1: It, it, listen, nobody had nobody allowed more receiving yards than New England. I mean, they just—I get it. They have a offseason to prepare Fuller. He's not going to catch seven. Yeah, what he had seven touchdowns and 13 passes from watch last season. He's not right, going to do yeah. that all year, but he's just the perfect example of a GPP option. But I want to go Keelan Cole, actually. Okay. Because another example of just somebody who, again, Marquis Lee suffers an injury. He's done for the season a couple weeks ago, and then the prices are already set. Now, he's probably going to be high on that buzz report, but if yes, you're just looking for somebody... In just cash, for example, somebody who's just a little bit cheap and you're just like, oh, I need a wide open on DK that is under 4,000, Keelan Cole. I need the cheapest player possible on FanDuel, Keelan Cole. Uh, and there was just a chemistry, a rapport with him and Blake Bortles. They showed it over the last four games. They hooked up 20 times, 426 yards. Cole had a 186 yard game, a 108, and a 99 yard game. He had three touchdowns. His eight out is 12. Uh, they're going to take some shots with him downfield.
0: Love it. Uh, what I didn't love is when I was putting my my DK roster together for our battle royale, I was $200 short. I could not play Keelan oh. Cole. So uh, that's a little uh, hey. little insight into my roster. So somebody on there is really, really <laughs> Hey, cheap. let me just
2: – maybe you pivoted yeah, to this guy. But, let me just tell uh, that I like Dante Moncrief as a guy that – okay, yes – Okay, nope, I love Keelan Cole too. That's not my guy, but, but I don't like, have a problem with. We're it. all so guaranteed, and I like him, but I like Dante Moncrief. I just, I just want to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, Moncrief is a touchdown machine. Absolutely, let's 11. move it over to the tight end position. Uh, whoa, I just took a peek at Chris right? uh tight end, and and it's a guy that I have literally spent the entire off season talking up and defending myself on the fantasy footballers. I got so much crap for backing this guy. We're going to save him. We're going to save him. We're going to, we're going to start with Ben's uh, guys. Just like
2: James white. I I just continue to love Delaney Walker more and more. Part of it is the injury. Uh, I think that will scare some people off. Part of it is the fact that he really didn't score that many touchdowns last year. It's the drew Brees court correlation there a little bit. The drew Brees effect because he didn't score those touchdowns we kind of have this thought process that Delaney Walker was kind of washed and not that good last year that is not correct he still was third in targets at the position um sixth in targets per game tied for third in catches and fourth in receiving yards so he's still a beast he kind of has that boring title and so because of that probably will be somewhat avoided in tournaments, especially because he's coming back from an injury. But the matchup tells me that he could blow up and you could kind of have it at a low ownership percentage because the Dolphins' defense, 29th and pass DVOA, they gave up a ton of points to the tight end position last year. I see that trend continuing. So I really, really like him a lot. Um, and I'm buying into David Njoku here as um, loved what Evan Silva said on a podcast where we kind of see a Travis Kelsey trajectory uh, in his second preseason, he's a beast and Josh yes. Gordon's going to come along slowly. Pittsburgh's in gonna...
0: to okay. no, he's not. Okay. Get out. That's that's garbage. Okay. That's a garbage take. You were doing you were doing was, so was. good with Njoku, it. and then you um, then yes, you're going to trash, I trash Josh. I'm going to trash Josh. Not on this just podcast. a little bit <laughs> as
2: far as what he's going to do in week 1, I think it helps Njoku just a little. Pittsburgh's going to force Cleveland to throw. Tyrod Taylor historically has loved to throw over the middle of the field. I got to redeem myself here. And Njoku, has, you know, he was sharing time with <laughs> Seth freaking DeValve, and now that's completely changed. Right, exactly. Uh, he played 62 of 72 first straight no, offensive legal snaps name. this preseason. Yeah. He is the guy. He is cheap. He has upside. He makes sense in tournaments as well.
0: All right, Meanie. Unleash unleash the tight end pick.
1: All right, first I want to say that I do like Eric Ebron too. Like He's a weapon. Frank Reich is going to use both of those tight ends. I know... We've all kind of alluded to it, the Colts and the tight ends. Uh, so Ebron is, is certainly on my radar. I feel well. like
0: you're apologizing for your pick by but talking about – Here we yeah, go. Yeah, okay, here we go. Here
1: is the play that is going to get it done for you in tournaments. And Ben knows this. The way to attack Denver mm-hmm. through the middle of the field. They struggled against tight ends last year. Surrendered so the third most fantasy points at Ends, third most receiving yards, fourth most touchdowns. Still legit defense, in my opinion. I st- still think that they're a pretty good defense. Nick Bennett. Yeah, baby. Forty three. I'm surprised that you've even backing him all summer. It Fires me up, Mike. Uh, forty three hundred dollars on Fanduel, on DraftKings. He's twenty six hundred dollars. You wanted to find somebody that was, <laughs> was cheaper than what you what you need yeah, to put in your lineup. That's it. There it is. It's Nick Vanette. So if you look at Seattle, obviously they we talked about Jimmy Graham being gone, Luke Wilson also gone. That's one hundred nineteen targets. The line has improved a little bit. I'm not convinced. The, I still think that they're going to struggle running the football. And if you watch any preseason games of Seattle, especially just their, you know, with the first-team offense, they targeted Vanette. He, he was involved in the offense. He had a catch on 3rd and 16. He moved the chains. And they, they continued on the drive, and he caught a touchdown. Wilson scrambled. That's what he's going to do. Uh, but it's it still, he had that red zone look and he caught that touchdown. So Doug Baldwin's playing about 80%. Tyler Lockett is yet to put it together. I like some of these flyers. I just think that Vanette, at this price point, I think it's actually somebody, Mike, that we're going to be talking about this season, not as a tight, top 10 tight end, but as someone just for Wilson to throw the ball to. Yeah, And he's just going to be scrambling so much. It opens things up for Vanette. He struggled a little bit with run blocking, uh, but I love the usage that they had for him. Just in the preseason, it just shows me they want to get him involved, and I think he's going to be a factor for
0: them. All right, it's almost time for the Battle Royale, but before we get there, I want to hit our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. All right, Ben, who's your favorite stack It's got to be Drew Brees
2: and Michael Thomas. I would just like to take this time to say that Michael Thomas could easily be the wide receiver one in fantasy this year. He is a complete freak. He's a complete stud. And he is going to get off to a very hot start with Drew Brees in week one.
0: All right. I liked everything about that except for the part where you said he could easily be the number one. What is Antonio Brown? No, like switching sports.
2: Is going to be knocking on that door, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I I think that's how good of a season he's about to have.
0: Saving the flamethrowers. For the you know stack it. attack portion of the show, my goodness, <laughs> Chris Meany, who's your favorite stack? It's hard to
1: argue that stack. I throw AJ and Dalton in there because it's it's a little bit cheaper. Dalton, you'll get that you know discount, I suppose, at the quarterback position. I know it's always risky to throw Andy Dalton into some of your lineups. We've already talked about the Colts being so brutal defensively. Not much has changed for them. They can't stop. They have nobody in that secondary that can stop AJ.
0: We're going to move into the Battle Royale because my favorite stack is in my lineup. So Ooh. that's where I, w- I will unleash it. Yes. DFS Battle Royale. I will start this off. I will give you my roster. I'm going to start with my favorite stack of the week. That is the king of week one, <laughs> Sam Bradford, <laughs> quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. He is cheap, he is only $5,200 on DraftKings and his number one target, Larry Fitzgerald, he is oh, yeah. back. He is only sixty six hundred dollars, and Larry Fitzgerald gets it done at home. Sam Bradford is going to target Larry like crazy. I am so excited to see this this uh this duo, this pair get it done for at least the time where uh, <laughs> Sam Bradford is on the field, which We know is not a lot, but we do know that Sam Bradford is an excellent quarterback when he's there. So that, that stack, that is in my roster at the running back position. I got Chris Meany, one of his favorites of the week, Melvin Gordon, $6,800. That is incredibly underpriced for one of the elite volume running backs who also gets it done through the air. Alex Collins, the fleet footed one. You got to love him. I feel like. All three of us probably have Alex Collins (laughs) in our lineups, uh, but he's just so great. Here's where things get a little bit different. I got Danny Amendola in this roster. Devontae Parker is out. Jarvis Landry is gone. Danny Amendola is playing that slot position. We'll see if Ryan Tannehill likes himself some Danny Amendola this week. My third wide receiver Is a little man named Antonio Brown. (laughs) Yes, I snuck him in there at the wide receiver three because I saved so much money with my favorite stack in Danny Amendola at the tight end. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. Ooh. That's right. I told you I had some high priced players in this lineup, and I'm bringing the Thunder. I got the Cardinals defense at home against Washington, and that leads me to my flex play where I had to save some quiche. I had to to cut the coupons out (laughs) and figure out who I could slip in there. And Mm -hmm. I want in on that Saints game. I want in on that action. I want in on that over-under on a team that's at home that's favored by almost 10 points. And how am I going to do that real cheap? Mike Gillisley, gilly-gilly gumdrops. I expect to, I love it. I did.
2: I expect him <laughs>
0: uh last roster, year on this podcast. Uh, Look, uh, Gillisley will not
2: I said a few things.
0: Yes, oh, there was some Gilly love. But <laughs> but here's the thing. The Saints are going to crush the Buccaneers. At least the way I see this game going out, an incredibly positive game script, and you don't need to wear out Alvin Kamara when you have Gillisley on the roster. And who else are they going to give it to the ball? It's or give the ball to the third running back on the team. Oh, that's right. There is no third running back on the team right now. It's Alvin Kamara and Mike Gillisley. If the Saints do, in fact, blow out the Bucks, I expect Gillisley to get 10 to 15 touches. The possibility of some goal line work as well. There's the roster. I don't even know if you guys should Excuse give Excuse me for a that second was while so I fire great.
2: extinguisher in my face, please. Okay, I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Wait, who is your defense? My, I went with Arizona
1: okay cool i got them written down here i'm just you
0: know all right so oh, ben uh, while chris is writing that down trying to extinguish the <laughs> flames that his that his pen is just just perspiring all over his paper right now how about <laughs> uh, that i want to sam team. bradford
2: did have one of the best quarterback performances uh week one last year so okay i see you um i am definitely yes. rolling out drew Brees. uh instead of mike gillisley rushing in touchdowns the Passing touchdown numbers for Drew Brees are going to start boomeranging back to him in 2018, and he will have at least three in this one. Uh, Yes, I do have Alex Collins Irish jigging all over the field. Got to throw in James Conner. Just too cheap, and I'm with Meany that the D'Angelo Williams effect will take hold. I'm stacking Drew Brees with Michael Thomas, as I already talked about. Uh, I'm playing Keenan Allen because the matchup is too good. And then I've got to get my boy, Manny Sanders, in there. A show favorite. My favorite. i got to be a homer too, Mike. And then
0: I I already
2: defended him passionately, so got to play baby hands Jack Doyle. In the flex, another running back just like (laughs) Melvin Gordon that I think is going to rise in price exponentially come week two is Christian McCaffrey. And you guys know – that I talked to about him almost oh, every week last yeah, year. Yeah, so nice. So got to get it going again this year. And I'm sad because I don't have the Ravens as much as I want to play them. But I am a big believer in the Chargers' defense. They're at home. And as much as I do love me some Pat Mahomes, I do see there being some growing pains early on, especially in shootouts that they're going to have to play in because the de- the defense is so bad. So I think the Chargers get a couple turnovers and produce at a relative cheap price.
0: All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not great. I'll not bad. Chris Meany, let's hear your let's hear this roster. All right, here we
1: go. No surprises here. I gotta back up everything I've talked to for the past hour. Deshaun Watson is my quarterback. Okay. Um, I got James Conner in there at the running back position. I got Rolls Royce, Royce Freeman in there as well. So playing both of those backs that are $4,500. And then I'm playing a third hey, in my flex spot, Carlos like High. I, I was actually rotating, going right. through the price of my like, Carlos High. I, I don't know if it's just me. I really like Carlos High. F-
0: I'm feeling it. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Ryan Shazier, the horrible injury from last year, and they still have not been able to recover in uh, and, and get some run stopping ability so Carlos Hyde
2: for he is in my GPP article which you can check out if you get the DFS pass Nice. Oh.
1: And I know Duke is hanging around and he's a pass catcher, but let's not forget that Hyde had 87 targets last year. 87. He can catch. He didn't catch his first couple of years, but he can catch. So he's in there. I just thought the price was too nice. So I can really just spend up at, at wide out. I got DeAndre Hopkins in there. I got Michael Thomas and I have AJ Green in there. So I have all three of those wide outs feeling wow. real good about it. I have Baltimore defense oh. feeling real good. How could I do that? Well, it just fits like he a did glove. it. he did it. it I was going to make oh. a joke. I didn't oh. think he would do it. I got $0 I
0: love left. it. There's I'm so many wide about. receivers oh. that I want to play,
2: and I can't fit them all Best in. It's good. so hard.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Week one of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Thank you so much for joining the show. For my colleagues, Ben Cummins, Chris Meaney, I am your host. I was your host. <laughs> Mike, the Fantasy Hitman, right? Make sure you check out the Ultimate DFS Pass Get just oodles and oodles of information. It's all you need for DFS this year. And we will see you next Friday. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.